Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So, this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. Acknowledge me! I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. Well, ding dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide! A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I am a producer here at The Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. My guys, we are going to be seeing each other in person next week in L.A., for WrestleMania, WrestleMania week. How are we feeling about this pseudo in-person reunion? Man, I'm 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 beyond hyped. I, I know we're probably going to be a bunch of uh, WrestleMania zombies walking around by Friday afternoon <laughs> with all the work that's going on. But uh, no, it's going to be great to be with the squad in Hollywood for WrestleMania. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped, Absolutely. man. I haven't seen Ben. I ain't seen you since August. SummerSlam. Cal, SummerSlam, November. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a well, minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. And so I'm excited to be with my guys, you know. And man, it's gonna be lit. And like I said, I'm excited about the work. I've never been so excited about work in my life. But I can't <laughs> believe they called this work. It's, 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 how about that? How about that? We we've got some special things planned on the Ringer Wrestling show. And we'll kind of talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show. But h- how many double W's are we throwing up in like all the pictures next week? I, everybody, I, if you're if you're at at the very least, if you're at where we're at, you got to be with us throwing up the W's. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's it, right. It's mandatory at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you Absolutely. want a selfie at the meet and greet at Wale Mania, you got to throw up that's, the WW's. That's the rule. Facts. That's that's the rules. We don't make them. Let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. You know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let them fly. First up, Jake the Snake Roberts believes the elite is better than the bloodline. I'm I'm just going to let that one sit for a second. I was going to say it's like cuz it, there's there's a there's a lot to unpack there, right? Like you 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 if you are we talking championships are we talking in-ring acumen are we talking storylines and just how how they take over because it's 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 tough for anybody to look at something that isn't the bloodline right now and be like that's the best thing in pro wrestling but 
when you get outside of the moment and you really like, what are we going to be saying about this in five years? You know, realistically, especially we haven't seen the end of the bloodline. So we don't know how people are going to evaluate at the end, but uh, that's a tough one. I I don't know if I'm a hundred percent with Jake right now. Is it tough? I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like the bloodline is so far and away the best thing going on right now that, and look, I, from reading the article, it looks like Jake is just saying as a collective, right? Mm. With everything. And I, I just don't know if this is even remotely close to being true because of how the Bloodline storyline has been the best thing going on in all of wrestling, yeah. right? If if you want to talk about, you know, super kick parties and, and you, know, all, you know, all that flippy shit. Okay. But also in the article, Jake is like, he's, he doesn't really mess with, what the young bucks do. So it's <laughs> if Jake himself doesn't even really ride with the young bucks who are incredible, how are how is this group better than the blood? And I think his point was Omega is amazing, mm. which is true. Which is that's you can't argue that. But like the elite was gone for a couple months, right? right? Like obviously mm. for some out of ring stuff, but the bloodline has been lifting the entire industry, I feel like, to another level, right? Throw up them ones. Like, let's show some respect. So I can't, I love Jake the Snake and, you know, and everything that he stands for. But man, I could not rock with Jake on this one. Brian, what are your thoughts? I can't rock with it either by any means necessary. Um, I understand where he's coming from. I'm going to give the elite credit where credit is due. They have found the crossover appeal, right? Without the machine. Before, you know, a few years ago, you could walk in a Hot Topic and you see the Bullet Club shirts, you see the Kenny Omega stickers, the Young Bucks stickers, and you could buy them. That's not easy to do in the pro wrestling industry. But when you talk about the bloodline and you talk about one guy, Jey Uso, Jey Uso has been able to separate himself from Jimmy as far as you have a set of twins who can have their own identity. The Young Bucks aren't twins, yep. but I will be 100% honest. How many people really know the difference between Nick and Matt? Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's a great point. No, that's an excellent point because I, I, I think they're, they're, they move so much as a collective. It's not really about mm-hmm. the individual. Um, and I, 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 I want to piggyback off that because WWE, they recently dropped the two hour, you know, bloodline movie spectacular. And the, <laughs> the, the majority of the beginning of that story, the, the way we got to the shirt that Brian H. Waters has right now, that head of the table was Jay Uso having to lay down and be the sacrifice. And everybody else fell in line because if you if you didn't want to rock with what Roman had going on, you saw what happened to Jay. He'll take mm-hmm. out his family. He'll take you out. Just as simple. So, but but I think when you look at the elite, and I don't I don't watch a lot of uh, 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 being the elite and, Ooh, and the non. I. Uh, I was about to ask, yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of if there's even a storyline that is as impactful as the Jay Uso thing that recently, let alone some of the, 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 the Sami Zayn of it all, you know, the elite. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because the elite hasn't been out. Just the storylines have been more the collective. And is it Adam page rocking with him this week? Or, you know, Kenny Omega's going this way. And you know, it was never really um, as intricate and as layered as the bloodline has become. But again, if if you're if if he's looking at just Kenny Omega, like if if he's looking at the number one and the number one on both sides, and he wants to have a conversation about Kenny and Roman, that's something else. I'm fine with and that conversation. The, I'm fine, but yeah, sorry, go ahead, Brian. But you know, exactly, you know, and, and it's what you're comparing. Are you comparing in ring, or are you comparing character work? Right. You're comparing draw, right? And then even when you compare the Young Bucks to the Usos, or you know, Solo's working his way up. You know, personally, I think Solo's better than Adam Page or has a higher mm-hmm. trajectory than Adam Page. So it's a lot when you're looking at it. But like I said, you, you can tell the difference between the Hardy Boys. You can tell the difference between a lot of these teams. You How many people, and I know people going to say, oh, man, you don't know wrestling. How many people from the masses can tell the difference between Nick and Matt? That's mm-hmm. where it comes down to me, where the bloodline has taken the story and... Th- you don't, I don't compare the bloodline to the elite. I'm comparing them as far as a unit to the NWO, the DXs, the anchors, right. because they're the franchise that's this generation's NWO. 
We was throwing up two sweets or saying suck it when we was younger. These kids or the anti-kids are throwing up the ones. Facts. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if we're keeping it real, isn't the best storyline the elite has been in them fighting CM Punk, which is not a storyline. Wow, all. yeah. Facts. It's just it's just a story <laughs> because it happened. So I don't I don't know. I mean I just can't rock with Jake. I, I get what he's going at, and again, uh, Cal brought this up. If there, if you want to have a conversation of Omega versus Roman, I'm ready to have that conversation too. But that's not what was brought up. So, right, right, can't mess with it, Jake. Uh, next up on High Spot Headlines, keeping it in the faction world, Kevin Nash, Big Sexy says the Click is the most powerful faction in wrestling history. I mean, pa- powerful is in it. That's the operative word. Powerful. When you think of two members of them are basically running WWE create like the, the two WWE brands, WWE NXT, the clicks got those. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think that the clicks, it's funny when you look at the Montreal screw job and, and uh, people, the, the conversations have, but really like the cult of Brett and the cult of Sean, there's a lot of, Brett people out there, but there's a lot of Sean. Like, I think, arguably, would there be a Young Bucks or an Elite if there wasn't a, a, a Sean Michaels and what he was doing? I mean, a, a lot of, he feels like he's the grandfather to a lot of what I see people get excited about on AEW in a number of lanes. You know what I mean? If that's not power, I don't know what is. No, I agree. Um, And I'll even go a step further back to guaranteed contracts mm. with uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash getting those guaranteed contracts. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with them as far as that's concerned and then just their influence on the business that I would call them the most powerful, you know. I, I, I guess we wouldn't necessarily call them a faction in this case and, and more like a unit. Not, no, not um, an official one anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and just their... I know it's sometimes taboo to say, but their influence with Vince McMahon. You no know, facts. You remember, the, he said, what do I got to do to be a part of Click? They said, you love the business, you in it. And I think that's the part that people forget to realize because, and anybody knows, I'm a Bret Hart guy, but because Bret Hart loved wrestling different from the way Shawn Michaels loved wrestling, people take it as, oh, the Click just wanted the trash wrestling and buck tradition. No, they loved the business so much. That's the reason why all they did was talk about it. And I think, that's the reason why they are the most powerful faction. I mean, remember they wanted Brett a part of it, right? <laughs> right. And, and look, they, they weren't an official faction together. I mean, they did start selling T-shirts down the line, but I mean, just look at it from the immediacy after Nash and Hall left WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. They they created the NWO. Sean and Hunter created DX. Two of the best factions ever already. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, th- you know, they both helped carry the wrestling industry for at least 83 weeks, right? As long as the, that, you know, WCW was kicking WWF's ass. And I mean, it's, it's really hard to argue. Obviously, when you kind of think of it, it it's the almost, the hyperbolic statement that Nash put out there where you're like, most powerful, like, they're not even, you know, that kind of raises some eyebrows. But if you really look at it, I don't see any lies. And that's, (laughs) that's wild to think about because, I mean, we're, we're just now getting to, and and Brian brought this up earlier with the bloodline, you know, kind of being this current generation's NWO. It's, it's been a really long time since a faction has has had this type of impact, right? And look, I guess the elite can be in there. Bullet Club can be in there. But on a mainstream level, in terms of DX and NWO, which is all the click, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't think anything is close, right? I mean, Bloodline, again, you got people throwing up ones um, at, you know, wrestling events. But again, still no... Everyone was crotch chopping at school. Everyone was getting suspended, expelled, <laughs> all that good stuff. You know what I mean? And and also, the curtain call, mm-hmm. obviously orchestrated by the click, is one of the most iconic moments in all of wrestling history. Right? If 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 the curtain call doesn't happen, I don't know if the whole 
breaking kayfabe becomes as mainstream as it does, which is now, you know, what the elite, you know, being the elite is kind of all about, right? Like showing that, oh, we're friends outside of this thing. Like, is that even a thing without the curtain call? And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug the prologue of the Book of Wrestling, which is about the curtain call, produced by our own guy, Brian H. Waters, hosted by the masked man himself, David Shoemaker. But man, Nash, Nash was into it. Uh, and, and, and frankly, so was I. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Andy Kaufman to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Brian H. Waters, do me a favor. Read me the official names of who's being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year at WrestleMania. You have Rey Mysterio Jr. An active wrestler. Facts. An active wrestler. You have the Great Muda. And now you have Andy Kaufman. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Much respect to, to all, all these names involved. But I have Uh-oh. a question. Uh-oh. What are we doing with this class? Uh-oh. In Hollywood. Is, All right. All usually right. there's like a there's like a featured name. All right, Cal, talk All me right. into it. I'm only saying this because right now this is probably the most Cal Hall of Fame that WWE has ever created. Oh, oh you're pro <laughs> this class. Okay. Ray I mean I, Ray Mysterio is a living legend. I don't think that's hyperbole at all. I mean, he's he's since he was a teenager, he's been on this soil progressing the art of pro wrestling. I mean, 619, I don't even, you don't even, you may not even know where the 619 area code is, but you know what that damn move looks like. San Diego, been, great burritos. Talk to him. <laughs> They've been trying to pull off a, mo- I don't know if they're going to try and do it, but they were trying to pull, I was, there was always rumors of them trying to pull off a, 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 a stadium full of Rey Mysterio mass people to like break the Guinness record of most people wearing masks in the stadium. I remember I, that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I've been waiting for a moment like this and I I, I think he's well-deserved and I, at this point he probably feels like he can usher Dom in and, and, and really let him take the reins. Uh, I don't, I think Great Muda makes sense because Great Muda, it sounds like he's finishing his farewell tour. He's already sure, said, sure. he said bye-bye to, you know, wrestling as, as Keiji Muto. He, he said bye-bye as wrestling as Great Muda. He, he, Muda, the character, was created in WCW. He can't go back to WCW. So I think things like for honoring what he's done on American soil, he has to go. To the, that's the only place that's going to actually give him the pomp and circumstance that's needed. That's fair. Now, why Andy Kaufman this year? I think it's in the title. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. The, what sure. was the what was the one thing about Andy Kaufman? I'm from Hollywood. You're from Memphis, Tennessee, or however he was saying it. Like that was the whole gimmick. Was I'm this rich celebrity? You see me on your TV, and then I'm going to go into your town, and I'm. I mean, this is what he was doing. I'm going to go into your town. I'm going to wrestle and defend my intergender championship and beat up all the women. And can you all smell and you need to shave and everything? Like, that was his whole gimmick. I, I don't know if there's a better year to put him in. And I'm not saying that this is up there with one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes for y'all. But for me, this is you. This. I was the guy watching ECW at like 15 on random Philly stations. I was the guy watching, staying up on Friday nights to watch Arn Anderson take the, the TV title from Muda in a phenomenal TV match. Like Rey Mysterio, Kauf, I used to the Kaufman I'm from Hollywood documentary used to just come on TV and you would just sit there and watch him go through all of this and, and be all hung and then catch the pile driver from Jerry Lawler. Like it's, it's just classic and Law, Lawler's here. Lawler's going to be the guy that has to go up there and say the word. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like this is the time to do a lot of these things. Um, but if you have a favorite Hall of Fame class, I'm happy for you. Don't <laughs> rain on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, Brian, basically what Cal is telling us is we know what his plans are Friday night next week. <laughs> He's going to yep. be at oh Crypto. My. I just, so, somebody if I could get in there and and, and just see Muda once, one oh. I never seen him in life. Oh, this is oh we gotta get him on the really? show. We'll get oh, Muda Cal, on the show. Cal might cry if we get Muda. On the show. Get Muda on. Oh my. 
<laughs> don't 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 even do that, Brian H. Waters. Don't don't try and fool me like that, man. I will start. Hey, man, you're my boy. I I shoot for big aspirations <laughs> for my family. So let's do it. Let's hey, try hey, to make hey. it happen. We'll see. We'll see. I I hold on to that dream. By the way, I'm I'm out here in Memphis right now, currently mm-hmm. as we're recording. Lawler's restaurant around the corner. Walked over yesterday, excited to take some pictures because I was talking to Shoemaker earlier in the day. He's like, Oh, swing by. It gets, he's he said, swing by. I'm like, all right, great. Walk over. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get some food. I'll take some pictures. Closed. I'm not even <laughs> just closed. You took us for a ride. I was I was excited. <laughs> oh, I was like, the oh. smells and the people. So now you know how I felt when I was on Peel Street. I see the sign. I'm like, get my phone out. You know what I mean? Being all touristy. And the, I, I go to pull the door. Just locked. Damn. <laughs> you know, I look on Google. It says open. I don't. Oh, uh, I hate that's the worst. That's I would, the worst. I would mm-hmm. love an explanation. So if, Wait. if, Jer- <laughs> if Lawler is inducting Andy Kaufman I'm, and I see him over in, in L.A. next week, me, me and the king are having a conversation. I just want to know what the hell happened. You, you, but you got to <laughs> check Lawler's restaurant's website. Maybe it says card subject to change. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're sorry. right. I should have done it. That that's on me. <laughs> I was a bad wrestling fan. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for they said what? The three of us have listened to the Masked Man show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because well, you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on the Ring of Wrestling show, but. The three of us get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time when you're listening here, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, or Stack Guy Greg. And for today's They Said What, we're going with a, with a take dropped on Twitter, actually, by at Trevor Dame, great follow, that was found, actually, by the masked man himself, David Shoemaker, and he did a and he did a fantastic dramatic reading of it on the masked man show. <laughs> Brian, play the clip. This morning, I saw a tweet uh, from Trevor Dame, great wrestling follow on Twitter. Uh, here's what he said: It amazes me. Oh, this is from yesterday, by the way. It amazes okay. me that so many people don't know the point of a good wrestling shirt which is that no one but other wrestling fans should be able to look at it and know you're a wrestling fan. The most popular wrestling shirts of all time are stuff like NWO, Austin 316, Bullet Club, not giant picture of wrestler and outrageous catchphrase in bold font. I want to disguise that I'm a fan. Just give a wink to those who know. And then he gets very personal. He says, I've owned two wrestling shirts in my life both from when I was very young, a Bret Hart one my mom bought me as a surprise, and an NWO. I wore the NWO one all the time. The Bret one, I think I wore twice. Why? Because the NWO one just looked cool in a generic way. I could wear it in a variety of situations. Meanwhile, I loved Bret Hart, but also loved having a sliver of hope that my high school crush might not (laughs) think I was dumb. And guess what? It went out. Shout out to Trevor Dame. I will go on the record and say I liked that. I hearted that tweet right off the top. Uh, that was a good tweet. I, I would rather wear a KO shirt than a Sami Zayn, Sami Uso with tape over it yeah. Zayn shirt. And even that one is just words. I've, right? I've worn I've worn a Kevin Owens shirt on MTV. Agreed. Oh, <laughs> off the, off rip. Okay, yeah, hit us. Uh, uh, my, my good homie Math told me that uh, the, the last thing you want <clears throat> is your merch to look like merch. Like it, it, mm. that you, you want to wear something that looks dope. And yes. a lot of the time, and, and I mean, I, I hate, I, I, no disrespect, but like there's a lot of goofy shit that gets said during pro wrestling promos and shows. I, I don't need to walk around with that emblazoned. Like I, sometimes I don't even need to walk around with an image of the person as I wear this dude. But like, look, this is a doom. <laughs> this is a, a recreation of a doom shirt, but it was a skull with the doom guys heads as the eyes of the skull. Like you, you like some cool iconography is what you need. You don't need all the time. You don't need, you know, 
zippity doo dah, and then like you know, like stars around or whatever. Like, like people don't want to you know look like they're advertising a show all the time. They want to rock something that is representative of what they love, but just something that looks dope. Hmm. Brian, you're you're wearing a head of the table shirt. Talk to us. You know, so I I'm I love wrestler shirts, right? Um, I love how. You can wear them. Like, I'm not a big sneakerhead. I buy the shoes I like, but you can, you know, pair them. And I'm always interested in, like, you know, shout out to my homeboy, Corey, my kicks on my fix. He always, like, puts the shoes with the shirts and stuff. But it's always cool to see, like, those type of shirts that you can wear in a club. Like, you rock. I remember when um I was in college, there was a guy who was a wrestling fan, but you wouldn't have never known. Like, shout out to my uh, brother, Dwayne. Me and him would always talk wrestling. So the people knew at Morgan State, Brian and Dwayne love wrestling. But they would, we would, this one guy, he was a man, he loved the Miz's shirts because he could be at a club and talking to a lady. And she said, shirt that says, I'm awesome. Why are you awesome? The whole time it's a wrestling shirt, right. you know? Um, <laughs> like the shirt you got on now, the head of the table. That could be just because I'm the, I'm the father of the family or I, I run the it, business. It, like it exactly. doesn't have to mean that. Yeah. And, and that's the Usos, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the, you had the right hand man shirt. Or I'm gonna get them, but then you had Jimmy shirt, nobody's bitch, you know. Right. So it's a lot of stuff that you can do. I can understand why, you know, Dave went on the <laughs> rant about having the same shirt over and over again, um, and I can understand that. I, I, but you know, I'm not gonna shame anybody for you know rocking their wrestler shirt because I do think there's ways to do it. You know, one person I'll give a huge shout out to is uh, Queen PR from Those Wrestler Girls. She will rock a blazer right. going to work with mm-hmm. a wrestler shirt, like say a Oscar or a Becky Lynch mm-hmm. with their designs. And it That's would a great look. look. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. You may you yeah. may see a lot of that in Hollywood, honestly. I, I, I'm seeing a number of dope women that are that are starting to to, to bring in dope wrestling shirts in, in, in their attire. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it's ways to do it. You know, I think this generation we're more, or I should say, in this stage of wrestling fandom, we're more likely to just rock any shirt where in the 90s, as the guy Trevor was saying back then, he didn't want to wear that shirt. The Bret Hart shirt didn't get a lot of wear because of the fact that it looked like a wrestler shirt where the NWO shirt didn't. But I think nowadays, we're more likely to rock our um, shirts no matter what. And you'll see a lot of wrestling fans. And it's cool because you know, we talked about the book of wrestling earlier. Um, the curtain call kids, they said they hated when the attitude era took off because it wasn't a, such a secretive fraternity because right, they right. would rock a Bret Hart or rock a Razor Ramon shirt. And then you see somebody else with it. You go, okay, they're a wrestler fan. Then once it got cool where everybody's wearing Austin 316 and NWO shirts, it wasn't the same. But I mean, I can understand. I guess I'm, you know, I'm team wrestling merch either way. Yeah, I think I fall somewhere in the middle because, I mean, look, some of my favorite wrestling shirts of all time are the classics, the NWO, Austin 316. But, you know, I've admittedly bought way too many wrestling shirts in the past couple of years. And some of my favorites, honestly, is is one of my favorites actually that I wear a lot at the house is is the New Day one, the white one with all three of their pictures. And it just Mm. says New Day. And literally (laughs) it's, E, Kofi, and Woods, pictures of them. Like, there's no hiding what this is. This is a right. wrestling shirt. Um, but I do enjoy some of the subtleties sometimes, uh, in a, a lot actually, w- with these shirts. You know, I think my other current favorite is the Becky Lynch shirt from uh, her, her mugshot shirt. Yes. Cal, mm. Cal also mm. has. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, we, we talk about that DX shirt, right? The, the, that, that first one, the v- version one. It says DX on it, so I'll question. But then on the back, it says two words for you, suck it. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> there, it's, it's, I think it's this, it's this interesting balance. Um, and, and look, there's also, they've gotten to this point where, you know, some of the stuff is, is gaudy. It's, it's definitely out there. And I, I don't know how much of it, is us getting older and being like, I don't know. It's you know what I mean? It. Is is that just not, maybe it's not made for us. Maybe that shirt's not for us. Maybe right. that shirt is for, you know, the those John Cena fans that are still around, those kids who are still growing up watching wrestling. And that's that's totally fine uh, because it's mm-hmm. just a different generation. 
I, I will say this too. Uh, I, I kind of like when you, you put out there that you're a wrestling fan, like wearing these things. Cause last mm-hmm. night I was telling you guys a little bit about this off before we started, but we were at this event here in Memphis for, for mismatch live. Uh, and the photographer was wearing the dopest WWF racing jacket. It just said WWF racing as a, it was like a race car jacket. Right. And I tell you, I, I almost snapped my neck with the double. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, sir. Um, that is one of the best jackets I've ever seen in my life. And he, he, uh, he said, thank you very much. And we had this. That's the thing about wrestling merch in general and, right. and attire. When you see another wrestling fan in the wild, you just have this connection that is unexplained because immediately you know that you both entered this world. There's probably no escape, right? right? That you've, you've made this commitment. So I probably side more with Brian uh, in that, you know, all wrestling merch is good merch. I mean, I'm all about it, but I do appreciate the subtleties of what we did grow up with, right? Where, mm-hmm. again, wrestling used to be taboo. It yeah. used to be not cool at all right. to like it. And it's now just getting to a point where, you know what? People want to listen to podcasts about it. I see there's a WWF racing attitude vintage XL jacket on eBay, six forty nine ninety nine. Those jackets are not cheap. Not cheap. That's a not lot of material. Cheap. It's probably really great quality. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, anyway. all this all this t shirt talk has me just wanting yeah. to design our own Wednesday Worldwide shirt. <laughs> so, mm. you know what? The three of us are going to do that real quick and design it in our heads. And we're going to take this quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. And we are back. It is now time to welcome one of our favorite, favorite people in the world to Wednesday Worldwide. It's it's his first time as an official guest, but not his first time on the show because he has been somewhat of a uh, a recurring character, if you will. On on they said what he's like uh, he's like Newman from Seinfeld. Of they said what he just he just drops an absolute bomb uh, of a performance and then he disappears into the night. But today uh, we've got him on a little longer. He is the co-host of the Masked Man Show here on the Ringer Wrestling Show as well. 
is the incredible Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie. And of course, you can catch him doing his thing on Count It with Point Bets USA. And for all you New Yorkers out there, a regular on MSG Network, pretty much this dude is freaking everywhere. And if you don't <laughs> know him, that's completely on you. Kazim Famuide, Kaz, welcome yeah, to Wednesday yes. Worldwide. I made it. I've been waiting to get on the show all week. I've seen everybody in the, in the program doing, doing cameos. I'm like, yo. <laughs> If these guys don't ask you to be on this show, I'm going to feel a type of way eventually. I'm going to feel a type of way. But I'm glad we finally got it here because it's a perfect time for me to pull up, man. Definitely. Appreciate you. Uh, no, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. And, and we've got you on here because the three of us, uh, we we want to talk some Wale Mania 7. Uh, which is it. It's coming up fast. Uh, Thursday, March 30th, 8 p.m., the Novo. In Los Angeles, California. Um, so, th- th- you know, this is Wale Mania 7 and is now such a, a massive part of WrestleMania week, WrestleMania weekend. But I'm, I mean, take us back. Take us back to the beginning. Like, I, I've known you for, for a while now. And, and even I, I don't really know the story. Like, what was the beginning of Wale Mania? You know what I mean? Like, it, it couldn't have been easy to get off the ground, you know, especially with, with, with the people that are involved with it and, and, and the ideas that are around it. So talk us through the process of it being, you know, an idea and, and those initial conversations with Wale to, to it now being such a pivotal part of, of the weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, I would say it, it starts from our friendship, uh, Wale and myself, uh, uh, we first knew each other when I was a writer at the Source Magazine, well, editor at the Source Magazine. And, uh, you know, I, I first met Wale and, you know, we talked for a while after our interview and we just realized how much we had in common and both Nigerians, both love wrestling, both love sports, both love music, culture. We just had so many it was definitely like a stepbrothers that we become best friends sort of thing after the interview, <laughs> right? And this is years ago. I'm talking about this got to be, if I'm guessing, it's got to be, what, 2010, 2011. And, okay. um, you know, we, we're, you know, on Twitter, you know, the magical place of Twitter where a lot of incredible friendships have started. Uh, we realized just how much of big wrestling fans we were. And, um, you know, Wale, just who has so many incredible ties and in so many different sports uh what one thing we did do a lot not just me and him but myself uh emilio sparks who a lot of people who are in wrestling podcasts may know uh produces a lot of the great podcasts you see with you know renee paquette and you know uh Corey Graves and Carmella and a bunch of incredible folks, the Good Brothers. Right. Uh, but he's been a longtime friend. I've known Emilio Sparks since I was like five years old. And um, <laughs> wow. true story, both in Staten Island. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, it got to a point where we would go to like All-Star Weekends or Super Bowls or all this type of stuff. And you've been to all these places before. And you're just like, man, you, you, yes, like the game is important. Like the All-Star game is important and the finals game is important. But there was really just no no vibes. You know, I mean, the, the vibes is what brings people right. from all over the world, right? So there's, you know, there's the, the, the Three Kings party that Hove and Jay-Z used to put together. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Beats by Dre parties. And, you know, there's the House of Tings that Drake used to have. Like, everybody used to have their thing around these big sporting events. We were just like, man, like, you know, we'd go to WrestleMania and, uh, you know, it was just, you know, it's it's a lot of wrestling, and which is great. But, like, you know, we would just be asking, like, you know, like, it would be dope if there was just, like, a, a real, like, all-star game weekend sort of vibe, but for professional right. wrestling. And um, right. shout out to um, Court Bauer, who was really the first person to really uh, put the feet to the to the pavement about what Wally Mania was going to be. And um, the first Wally Mania we threw was uh, around WrestleMania 31 in San Jose. And um, it was in a, a, a bar slash lounge um, in, right outside of Santa Clara. And I, I always smile thinking about it because like it was such a it was such a surreal thing. I was I was doing stashed at the time and running the stashed blog. And we were the uh, official media partners for it then. But I was still kind of helping out. And, you know, Court Bauer and, and his team at MLW uh, really helped put that first one together and sort of helped lay out sort of the landscape of what it is which initially it was just like 
a podcast, a live podcast with a performance with Wale at the end. So right. the way that Court got a lot of these incredible wrestlers in there is that, you know, he's had a long, obviously he's a incredibly well-established, uh, you know, personality and businessman in the wrestling business. So he's, he's worked with a lot of folks and, you know, that podcast portion of the show, you know, we had like the first one, we had Scott Hall there. We had Rey Mysterio, Samoa Ooh. Joe, MVP, Dave Meltzer, Jeff Hardy, Chris Hero, uh, just all these legends that just wanted to come and like kick it. And they were just in town. And, and it was so like, it, it it's, you know, for folks who may know me in another life, it was very, it, it had very much like Henny Palooza sort of beginnings where it was like all this stuff is happening in such a small sort of venue that uh, it, it was only bound to grow, right? So um, as it sort of evolved, uh, where I really came in and sort of took over uh, was right before uh, WrestleMania in New York, which was, um, you know, I, I had just finished my my tour of duty with WWE and uh you know I just you know I, I told Wale man like you know let me let me like take the reins on this like I think I could I think I could take it up like another notch and um you know it was that one in New York where you know, we had some incredible sponsors come in that really uh, helped elevate it. Guys like Ciroc and, you know, Belair Rose uh, came in and really helped us out a lot. I had made some incredible relationships with folks, not just in the WWE, but throughout uh, professional wrestling. And I really wanted to make it like the. It, it it originally started as like a, almost not a give back, but like, yo, we're just such big fans and just so appreciative of what you guys do throughout the year. Like you guys at least deserve one night where I could just come and just kick it and just enjoy the, the spoils and just have fun. And that's what it's turned into, man. Like, I think a lot of people didn't kind of really know what it was for the first couple of years. And I think New York was so pivotal and folks seeing like, oh, it's just like this like big, beautiful picture of like wrestling and you know mostly like black wrestling and mm. and just like the beauty of it and just having it all be there right. and just us being just really big fans of it and you got to remember behind the scenes Wale is using like his own and this is years ago mm. he's using like his own uh assets to really help out guys who have gone on to become huge stars in the WWE guys like Apollo Crews, guys like Ricochet, guys like Rich Swan, uh a ton of people, uh, Sasha Banks obviously like so many incredible folks that Wale was just fans of and act, would ask nothing of from anybody. Just like, yo man, I just want to show my appreciation to this thing that I love so much and it's grown in the years to become you know, a thing that you just kind of got to, ha you have to be at, <laughs> all right? Like, if you're going to be wherever WrestleMania weekend is in that city, wherever you are that Thursday night, you know that's the only way to kick it off, and, and that's what Wally Mania is all about. Damn it, Kaz. I mean, because that, that's the thing. Like, I before we started recording, me and Ben were talking about how this is our first WrestleMania, first WrestleMania week. And over the last week or two, I got a spreadsheet that I made, no, no, <laughs> no, no BS the other day, and... <laughs> I'm like, all right, this would be cool. We got a lot of work to do. This ain't no picnic out there, but there's a lot of things that's going on. And in the conversations that I'm having, like you said, the one constant is, all right, Thursday night, we know we're going to be in the Novo. We gonna yeah. know we're going to be at Wally Mania. <laughs> but for you, I... Seven years in, you talk about the evolution. I mean, hell, you're, you're recording a show at <laughs> Wale Mania before Wale Mania really kicks off. Yeah. But I mean, as a guy who, you know, as you said, you took the reins of the, of the project. Talk about, has, th has it gotten any easier? And if not, what's the most difficult part about putting Wale Mania together? I'll tell you this. Last year was probably the year that it felt... Um, not, I, would, I wouldn't want to say difficult, but it felt like the most like a production for the first time, right? Like last year we had Foot Locker involved. You're wearing the Wally Mania uh, fleece right now. And uh, Foot Locker came in. And the beauty of them is that they understood immediately right after New York, like, oh my God, like this is like more than just like a wrestling thing. This is like an institution. Right. And we signed like a three year, a, a two to three year apparel deal with Foot Locker and WWE where we were putting out just some dope ass like crossover 
were just merch that just felt like stuff that we we didn't want it to feel like wrestling merch. We just wanted to make it feel like cool clothes that you could wear and it'd be like, oh, if you knew, you knew. You know that's, what I mean? And that's kind of what uh, you know helped us out a lot last year. And now with that um, relationship, uh, you know, being completed, I think there's a little bit more pressure off this year, right? Like uh, this year, all we got to do is just have fun, have a great pre-show, get as many people into that building as possible. It's the biggest venue we've ever done. It's a place that sits about 2,000 plus people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and it's damn near almost sold out <laughs> and it's, it's, it's going to be insane, man. Like I would say it's definitely not easy, right? Like, um, I got to play part host, part producer for most of the night. Uh, I'm usually running around a lot, but I do get a ton of help. Emilio Sparks who's one of my closest friends. Like I said, I've known him since I was five years old. He's always been my right hand for all of these things. And, you know, he is so tapped in with the, with the wrestling community that a lot of times I could just lean on him and he could kind of like handle that while I kind of handle other things. And Wale, obviously, He's got a million things going on with him, but he still is super involved in as far as like getting the surprise guests, getting the artist through, making sure his performance is popping. And, you know, uh, I, I think what makes this year, I, I guess, not as pressure filled is for the first time this year, I, I, you, I don't know. I don't know how other way, other ways to play this. Like, I don't know how other way to say this, but we we finally like had the conversation with WWE about like what this thing is, right? That's awesome because you know That's uh, dope. it's 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 um you know it's not like they're officially involved or anything like that. But I think you know in, in just the the newer regime, I don't think we would have had an opportunity to sit with Vince and being like, hey, this is what Wally Mania is like. It really is a great thing for your roster, and I actually think it's a great thing for y'all too. And him get it. You know what I'm right. saying? Nothing against Vince. I just don't think, you know, Triple H took the meeting. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, Nikon, right. Nikon took the meeting. So, um, and on top of that, it's not just about WWE, you know? Like, it's about all wrestling promotions. It's about right. AEW. It's about New Japan. It's about Impact. It's about GCW. It's about what can we do to celebrate this weird-ass sports slash entertainment sort of thing that we all sort of love and this specific niche especially you know talking to an audience that i felt like and a lot of folks that wrestle felt like were being spoken to a lot mm -hmm. and i think one thing that really helped in addition to that was just the years of never sort of wavering on that you know what i mean like between you know, folks who have known me with through through wrestle rap from years prior, from folks who've known me through my run in WWE and being able to contribute creatively, from folks who've seen me on this podcast and the Mass Man show, from folks who've seen me do stuff for Peacock on WWE, doing the Ultimate Show, doing the Bump, uh, you know, working with wrestlers behind the scenes in front of camera. Like, they, there's no cap in my raps. Like, they know. <laughs> They know, like, what I want to do is Facts. about, like, yo, bringing wrestling to an audience that a, a lot of people may not have a real, you know, distinction. You know what I'm Facts. saying? So, um, it's, but it's not all about that, though. It's just really about just having a good time, enjoying the weekend. Um, and really, it is just a, a giant love letter to professional wrestling and how much we love it. And there's different ways that we show we love it. And in hip hop, in our culture, we show it by popping some bottles, having DJ Who Kid and DJ Money, uh, you know what I mean? DJ TJ Banks, having surprise performers come through, having the biggest stars come through, and just having them take a load off for at least one weekend and being like, all right, like, you know, and especially it's in LA, we in Hollywood, like, it's going to be insane, man. It, it's It's been, it's been, it's going to be, uh, to answer your question, <laughs> This year, the pressure's off, but it doesn't make it any less harder to put together. But I'm really looking forward to it. Indeed. Okay, shout out to y'all for using uh, Roman numerals as a WrestleMania nerd like me. I love the <laughs> Roman numerals. <laughs> this being Wally Mania 7. When yes. you look back at the six years, the previous six years, um, you know, you think about Kofi Kingston with Kofi Mania and mm. Booker T coming out there passing the torch. Mm. You know, like I remember... 
being on Twitter that night and watching that go viral. Last year, being in the building when Omar did the Jay-Z rap <laughs> and so much going on. What's been for you a personal highlight of Wale Mania that a moment that sticks out to you when you think of Wale Mania and you personally? Me personally, man, um, obviously New York's always going to be special, but not for the reasons that a lot of people probably think. I mean, obviously that was Kofi's weekend. That was the weekend where, you know, we all knew it. We were all hopeful. We didn't know, but we were all right. hopeful that this was going to be the moment for him. And, you know, for folks who may not know how we show love to our people in the community, people got to see that. Mm-hmm. Where And anytime I look at that footage, I see Kofi on top of Shad's shoulders. God rest his soul. I see Luke Harp. I see Brody Lee in the back kicking it. God rest his soul. You know what I mean? Like, I look back from the first Wild Mania, seeing Scott Hall coming through too sweet in people. You know what I mean? I just think of all of the incredible legends that, that got it and, and, and didn't have to. And we're all at the end of the day, like I'm, you know, when you break down all the other bullshit, like I'm really just a big fan of this. Like I really am just somebody who just loves to, just love this form of entertainment and I love talking to people about it and I love explaining it in ways that they may not get so they can say like oh okay like I see it that way now I think that's we all sort of share that sort of love for the game and um as far as those moments are concerned I just always think back to all those incredible people and how much love I got for them and how much of those moments I'll cherish for the rest of my life man a lot of those pe- a lot of that time you know a lot of wrestlers have come up to me and be like, yo, that was the last time I got to see Brody. That was the last time I got to see Shad. And he was happy and he was p- jumping and he had the future world champion on his shoulders. You know what I mean? And Brody was leaned back with the hat brimmed low, like dancing to immortal technique. Like, it, you know, it was, those are the moments that, that really stand out to me, man. Uh, and, and obviously there's always like, a multiverse of madness effect to Wally Mania, like, uh, or Forbidden Door, whatever you want to call it. Like, just those opportunities to see wrestlers from different companies, not wrestling, not competing, not cutting promos to each other, just showing love to each other. Just being like, yo, like, a picture that I loved seeing last year was a picture of Ricky Starks, Carmelo Hayes, Daniel Garcia, and uh, gosh, I think there might have been one more person in that picture. There was but, someone else in that photo. I can't remember who it, it is off the it, top. It, it might have been EJ Ndoka or Trick Williams or, or, or I'm, I'm blanking, but in any in any case, oh, uh, Chris Bay. Chris Bay was in there. Chris mm-hmm. Bay. Yes. yes. And um, it just was like, man, look at the future. Like, look at that. Like, and they all got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the wrestling I never got to grow up to see. And there's so many young black, young wrestling fans who don't get to see, you know, who now get to see people that look like them, talk like them, act like them, walk like them on their TVs every week. And they don't have to like scrunch their brains to be like, oh, okay, I guess I could kind of like this guy because it's like, nah, man, like if you could see yourself, you could, you know what I mean? There's so many other ways you could take it. So those moments, the, the you know, reminiscing on the people we lost and the moments that we'll never get back and uh, just being able to do things that the big companies can't do, at least for one night. <laughs> talking it. Kaz talking it. Kaz almost got me, uh, got me a little choked up there too. Thinking know, about right? it. But, uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing about things like this. And uh, the sad part is, Kaz, we got to let you go. But before you get out of here, before you get out of here, I have to mention, we have to mention that the Ringer Wrestling Show crew is hosting their own meet and greet. It's, yes. it's, a, it's literally going to be the pregame it's to Wale Mania. Yeah, it's yeah. Th- Thursday, March 30th, 5 p.m. at Tom's Watch Bar, and, and it's in L.A. Live. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not been, but I'm assuming it's a you just walk right around you know, the corner can, and you right can, there. I'm about to say, we could do a whole uh, follow the leader type of thing. Like I, I, could, <laughs> I could have the flu playing (laughs) and we'll walk right into Wale Mania so hopefully if you're in town for Wrestlemania if you're in town for Wale Mania and you want to see the Ring of Wrestling crew come to Tom's Watch Bar you can take a selfie with us you know hang out for a little bit and you know then Kaz will get the recorder out and he'll walk us down to Wale Mania (laughs) it'll be myself Kaz Brian H. Waters David Shoemaker Stat Guy Greg Peter Rosenberg the homie Ben we're all going to be there. We're all going to be there again. Five to seven p.m. Tom's watch bar. But but Kaz, you mentioned earlier 
Yes. That those tickets to Wally Mania 7 are almost sold out. They're almost sold out. For the stragglers who None have not copped the ticket, <laughs> you, what, I, what I want you to do right now, anybody else who hasn't copped those final GAs, Talk these people into the building. Don't don't give me none of that soft shit. Talk these people into <laughs> Wale Mania March 30th. Let's go. Let me tell you something. When Wale Mania kicks off, it's going to kick off with a podcast that you listen to right here all the time, the Mass Man Show Live. And we will have The Bloodline consisting of Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, and Solo Sokoa to kick off the show. Amazing. To like open you, like to welcome you into the building. And that's just how we're starting. On top of that, we have the guest of honor. Where he's get, we're showing black girl magic. We're showing love to a true legend. Give her her flowers now. Trinity Fatu. You're talking total divas. You're talking about smack that woman's champion. You're talking about a winner at WrestleMania. First black woman to win a world championship in WrestleMania history. Trinity Fatu. She will be the guest of honor over there. On top of that, you got... I mean, who, who, who else you want to talk about? You got Ricochet coming through. You got Dr. Britt Baker. You got, uh, you know, let me, let me not even guess. Let me just pull out the actual. Read the list. The yeah. Read the list, Cass. List. Run through that long list of, of posters full, that we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. TBS champion Jay Cargill in the building. Uh, fighting for the NXT champion the next night at Stand and Deliver. Carmelo Hayes will be in the building alongside Trick Williams. My guy DJ Mechdot will be on the ones and twos opening up. Smoke Dizza. Legendary Hulk, Smoke Hogan, aka Ringside Collection Mixtapes. He'll be in the building. My guy MVP, Hurt Business, in the building. Cedric Alexander, Big Swole, Trick Williams, Faye Jackson, Absolute Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Swerve Strickland, Leo Rush, DJ Who Kid, DJ TJ Banks, the aforementioned Trinity Fatu, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, Britt Baker, Ricochet, Soraya, DJ Money, Kid Chocolate, Idris and Dover. The Embassy, Trisha Dora, the Renegade Twins, EJ and Doka, Spliff TV, Guap Dad 4000, and of course, Wale closing the show. It's going to be amazing. And those are just the people that we announced. I promise you, there will at least be one or two holy shit surprise moments at that night. And I can't wait to bust that out in front of everybody. It's going to be fantastic. Golly, that is that is a hell be, of a promo. Don't be don't be the person that f- sees it on Twitter or sees it on Instagram and be oh I wish I would have been there and you're following the hashtag. No, get there, experience it yourself, experience the magic yourself. Be in the building. It is a once a year thing. It's an annual thing. There's nothing like it. if you're a wrestling fan and you want to go to a place where other wrestling fans that think like you that feel like you, that know it's going to be a good time, that's the place to be. Wiley Mania, number seven, March 30th at the Novo. Don't fucking miss it. Thank you. Holy shit. I'm I'm so excited right now. I have have no (laughs) reason to be this excited. But Kaz, it's because of you. Thank you again for coming on, joining us here on Wednesday Worldwide. Tell the people where they can find you on the socials and, and all your dope-ass work, man. You can find me at Kazim on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, on TikTok, at Kazim Famiwide, my full name. You can catch me as a regular on the MSG Networks as the next season wraps up. I'll be in and out there very soon. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and Friday. If you're into uh, betting on the NBA, March Madness Basketball, you can catch me on Count It with Points Bet USA on all of their social channels and in the app. You can catch me right here on the Ringer Wrestling feed on Mondays and Thursdays on the Masked Man Show with Kaz and my one and only David Shoemaker, Brian Waters, Ben Cruz, the whole crew right there. Uh, Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie, my music and lifestyle podcast that I do every Monday. We just dropped a new episode with my boy Hoodie Allen. Hoodie Allen just dropped the album called Bub on Friday. Go stream that. We got to talk to him about that on that podcast as well. Check that out. It's out right now. And uh, I think that's it. But get your Wale Mania tickets, man, because I'm definitely taking a vacation as soon as this thing is off. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Man, I, guys, I still remember when, when Kaz's Twitter handle was at Real Life Kaz. So <laughs> this is really, this is. I had, I had to sharpen up, man. I decided to, I had to get the brand right. I had to get the brand right, you know? You know well, I mean, I mean, with all the with all those jobs, they had no choice but to give you your actual name. You know what I mean? Because you, you, are, you are that dude. Thank you again for coming on, man. And we will see you next week, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait, guys. Take it easy. Peace.
All right, and before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. Uh, let's let's each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then let's let's pick one to kind of talk about more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Man, Wesley. I mean, does mm. he look like a fighting champion or what? Uh, he's definitely looking like he's got to overcome a lot of odds and. What I saw was the mid-card, a strong mid-card, and it's probably the strongest I've seen in a while from NXT. Okay, Cal, what do you have? I'm I'm always a fan of the champion and challenger teaming up. So seeing Braun and Carmelo, it reminds me of like the you know watching like the the Cena and Batista teaming up and before they battle. Like I I like that stuff before the big fight. So that uh, seeing that, let's fucking go. <laughs> I do like that trope. That's yes. a, that's a great trope. Um, I really, I enjoyed, uh, JD McDonough and Dragunov. I thought that was, that was a great match, but I think this kind of probably more falls in line with what Brian was talking about with that fatal five way yeah. with Wesley is shaping up to be really, really nice. Uh, and that might, that might steal the show. That was on, good. Those matches, Saturday. Those matches are usually the ones. Yeah. Especially in NXT. You put North American titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The North American titles in NXT historically have just been incredible so i mean they're they're stacking this one with all that talent and i mean axiom has to be the fifth guy right i would assume so yeah and axiom has been all over that show too if axiom's not the fifth guy where's axiom who's my fifth guy let's look at tonight's aew dynamite uh what's the one thing you're looking forward to most cal kick things off for us Kenny Omega and and Vikingo wrestling on Dynamite is going to be spectacular. Should oh, be. Oh, right out. Okay. Hot. <laughs> right out of the gates. Brian, what do you have? Uh, Tony Storm and Sky Blue. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got Adam Cole, baby. He's, uh, <laughs> he's on the mic tonight, and he's just, he's fire. And uh, really why I'm looking forward to this is hopefully this is giving him some direction towards a you know a storyline and return oh, yeah. to the ring oh yeah well i i think that it's good in the show i want to say the the aw all access starts next yeah, yeah, wednesday yeah. so uh yeah. yeah this would be a good way to lead into whatever you know his his, his current storyline is going to be yeah 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 mm-hmm. for sure guys that is how you do wednesday <laughs> be sure to check out our other ringer wrestling show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, you guessed it, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. And with next week being WrestleMania week, We've got a lot of special things planned here on the Ranger Wrestling Show. Uh, as as we mentioned earlier, the entire crew, mm-hmm. entire Ringer Wrestling Show crew will be out in LA. We'll be recording episodes in person. We'll be uh, mm-hmm. taking in all the festivities uh, before WrestleMania. And if you see us out in these wrestling streets, uh, you know, come say hi. Definitely throw up some W's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and... and as we talked about with Kaz earlier, come through to Tom's Watch Bar, Thursday, March 30th, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then you can walk over with us to the Novo for, for Wale Mania. And, and if Kaz does not bring a flute at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Better so, bring that flute, boy. You know what I mean? Cal, Brian, have safe flights out here to the West Coast. Tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At, at Cal on Twitter, at CalDub on IG, at Ringer Wrestling Show on Twitter as well. Or is this Ringer Wrestling? At Ringer Wrestling on Twitter as well. Yeah, there you go. At Brian H. Waters everywhere. Must throw in the H. The H is... That's going to be Brian's t-shirt. When he, <laughs> when he makes it for himself, it's just going to be a giant H. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K on Twitter and Instagram. Gentlemen, 
Thank you, as always, for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we'll catch you next week. Worldwide! This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.